A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Bijou Podcasts. This is episode 66 of the Stacey June Show. Today is a single Pringle episode, but I think it's one that everyone can benefit from. I want to talk about how we show up and be vulnerable. Welcome to a single Pringle episode. I am Stace, the host of the Stacey June Show. Really glad to be here. Every Tuesday we drop an episode with tools, thoughts, uh, questions around dating and relationships, really with the intention from my end of helping us harness our solo lives, whether that means you're in a, a single relationship status or you're in a relationship and trying to find independence. I think we could do with some work on appreciating our solo selves and not wishing away our alone time. Today is a Q&A, a special Q&A, which you can always shoot through to me if I feel like there's a question that I desperately want to answer that's out of, you know, my big Q&A questions, uh, sorry, my big Q&A podcasts, you can send through at any time. Podcasts at stacyjune.com is the best place to find us or the Single Pringle Instagram account, Single Pringle AU uh, is where I often bank some of them too. This question is a really good one. And it dives into the themes around new relationships, especially when you've been single by yourself for a while. But it also really talks to, I guess, the idea that not all of our single status is due to the right person not walking through the door. In fact, a lot of it is to do with us really finding ways to be vulnerable in our single lives, preparing us for the level of vulnerability that is demanded of you when you reach and meet someone so incredible and you want to have soul-diving, deep, conscious relationships. You must reach a certain level of vulnerability within yourself in order for you to dig deep with the new person that you attract. So this question comes from Portia and she said, I love your single Pringle podcast. I was in a long-term relationship all through my 20s and became single by choice of wanting to be on my own and do the work and self-discovery at 28, which I felt like I missed. I'm now 31 and have the most amazing, exciting and growth-filled years or had, including eight months of solo travel to Central and South America last year. I met a guy two months ago, so still very early stages and it's going slow, but he's so great and holds so many values I align with. I'm definitely scared as my heart is very open and vulnerable, but I have a good feeling about it all. I just wanted to share a bit of my story and maybe ask or maybe ask or suggest a podcast on discussing how it can be hard to open up and be vulnerable after being comfortably and happily single for a while and trusting the process and the importance of communicating whether you're on the same page. So there's a few factors here and I want to start from the beginning. 
I've spoken about vulnerability a lot uh, on past podcasts that I did, the Thinker Girls in particular. So I want to refresh a few of your memories or a few, a bit of your memory if you had listened to that show or if you hadn't, share with you my experience and journey through uh, my own vulnerability, I guess, discovery. When I was on the radio, I hosted a show um, as a part of the Thinker Girls, which was a national show. It was really big on the Kiss Network. And we spoke about topics and ideas and, um, and personal stories that were incredibly exposing and very honest. And so for a lot of my life, and, and we, sh- we shared them obviously on the podcast as well, but we had such a bigger audience on the radio show. Well, <laughs> I guess that could be argued, but we had a big audience regardless. And it was a bit more of an under the spotlight, I guess, approach to the radio- on the radio show compared to the, the wee little podcast that began seven or so years ago. But what I found was that often uh, people were very, very admirable and very in awe of the level of vulnerability that I brought to the table. We both did. And I really sat very proud in the fact that I was a person that could speak to vulnerability because I felt like I lived and breathed it every day. I'm a big, big fan of Brene Brown's work. If you haven't read her books, that is the best place to start on this conversation. I will put Uh, a couple of her book suggestions that I started with in the show notes. She speaks to vulnerability and how really it is the essence of us uh, connecting with people, whether it's with an audience for me at that time or now it still is, whether it's with a partner, whether it's with ourselves, whether it's with our loved ones. There really isn't a true connection without vulnerability. And so I kind of walked through life thinking I was pretty good at this. I was pretty excellent at it. And and, mo- and probably most people would have agreed with me because vulnerability uh, was really what people understood to be exactly what I was doing, sharing parts of myself that were scary and embarrassing and at times uh, quite raunchy. You know, we would share sex stories and I would share things about my period and women's health and just conversations that were not done. And it was risky and it was very exposing and we put a lot on the line. It was very personal. So a lot of people would, I would think, agree that the show was incredibly vulnerable and, and that I was incredibly vulnerable on it. And when I started to dig a bit deeper with some of Brene Brown's work and exercises and thoughts and I started to dig a bit deeper in myself through different healing holidays I went on, different yoga retreats, different courses – I realized that my idea of vulnerability for me was very different to what the idea of vulnerability may be to someone else. That in fact, my journey with vulnerability was a completely different journey to what a lot of people's journey with it would be. And whilst it was vulnerable to an extent of what I was doing on the show, I found that kind of content, those conversations and that that kind of honesty very easy to do. It wasn't really a layer of vulnerability that it may be for other people. So, for example, I have a friend of mine who would not think of, she couldn't think of anything worse than getting on the radio, exposing herself, sharing her life. Um, She's very private and I think for her to do a radio show 
like that would be almost overexerting her vulnerability, but it would mean she was being vulnerable in the most raw way because it would be incredibly difficult for her to do and she would really have to work hard at that. I didn't have to do that. So I soon discovered that my version of vulnerability was very different. And I think you, if you think about what your version of vulnerability is, is also very different to the next person's or maybe very different to the un- the understanding of what you see the meaning of vulnerability to be. Because what we think it is, is exactly that, exposing, being honest, being uncomfortable. But what does that really mean? And I really had to think about this because if I was, if that wasn't vulnerable, then what was vulnerable for me? And I think at a time when I was really, really craving connection, really finding it hard to make new friends in a big city and do the kind of job that I was doing and also try and think about working on myself, but deep down really yearning to meet somebody. I think I would have been single for maybe four, four and a half years at this point and was 30, maybe 33, very much like Portia, broke up out of a relationship at 28 and and wanted to find myself, I guess, and would do the work and, and figure out how to be comfortable alone. So I dug deep and I remember doing a class, a yoga nidra class in India. And I remember yoga nidra is kind of like, almost like a sleep like an intense meditation where you you really go very into a very deep almost like a hypnosis type state I don't think that's technically what it is but you go super deep but the only way you can go deep into this kind of meditation almost sleepy state is if you constantly shed layers so you constantly trust the person that's guiding you and you you really really give in And I think that's what I I had to realize that my vulnerability was not about the radio show or about my public persona. My vulnerability was about me looking at myself and being very honest with where I was at and who I was. And I think there's something about that look in the mirror when you have no makeup on and either you've just woken up or you've washed your face and you're really looking into your eyes and you're seeing yourself, warts and all, glum and all, like, you know, that those days where you feel sad or you feel hopeful or you feel lonely or you feel inspired. But you look yourself in the mirror and you see yourself and you take a big exhale and you drop the act, that's vulnerability. That was vulnerability to me. And I was living such a busy, busy lifestyle that it was very rare I was able to be that vulnerable with myself. So when I was in this yoga nidra class, I remember coming out of that and having basically gone into this other, this other state. And I came back and I, as we were coming back out of, the, out of the, the class, she was bringing us back slowly from kind of level to level, back to consciousness. And I remember looking at my friend who I'd met in this, on this yoga camp and I, I just burst into tears. I, I, I was 
uncontrollably crying. And he came over to me and gave me a big hug and was like, are you okay? And I just said, I I don't think I've ever let go as much as I let go in that moment. And I had to walk to the beach and I had to howl so hard because in that moment I dropped the control. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Now, for me, vulnerability was about losing control. Vulnerability was about taking my hands off the steering wheel, off losing the timelines of the things that I wanted, letting go of some of the strategy that I had at work, losing all of the ambition day to day. And I don't mean lose it, but I mean in those moments where I truly just let go, I didn't try to keep my finger on the pulse. That is what vulnerability looked like for me. I needed to find my true level of vulnerability before I was able to find Ben. That's something that I absolutely needed to do because when I met Ben, and this is where I get back to your question, Portia, I have never, ever experienced a level of vulnerability like showing up and being exactly who you are. And I don't mean, you know, a makeup free picture or telling the person your deepest, darkest secrets. I mean them seeing you where you're not prepared for them to see you, where you don't control your reaction and you start to snap. And that's me. I'm a bit of a snapper. I have, you know, I've had kind of real issues with controlling my voice and my tone and my anger over the years. That's what, how I learned to deal with conflict. So the first time Ben started to see those sides of me was, was re- my real vulnerability and, and learning how to control that and, and then to communicate with him about why anger came out, that I was really just masking my fear. I was so fucking scared of trusting him. I was so scared of trusting something before I could see that it would work. And in order for me to be that vulnerable and continue to be that vulnerable, don't forget I've only been with Ben for two and a half years. We've been married for one of those years and it is still a very new relationship. In order for us to continue to be vulnerable with each other, I believe we needed to create core vulnerability within ourselves before. So, This is a big message to anybody that feels like they haven't quite figured out what their version of vulnerability is because this work will set you free. When you figure out what your vulnerability triggers are or not even triggers but your vulnerability openings are because I look at them as offerings and you work hard at chipping away at them, it is hard and it is exposing 
The core lessons and essence of vulnerability is some of life's most challenging work because it absolutely reaps the greatest rewards. If you are able to find ways to be to be strong in your vulnerability in day-to-day life, you are going to dominate. And I don't mean dominate over people. I mean dominate in your thriving, in how you're supposed to flourish. So, Portia, in answer to your question, I think you've got to go back and figure out what your vulnerability points are within yourself to know how you're going to have to show up to him or to her. I mean, it is always an element of given vulnerability in new relationships or at least when you're first dating someone that you like. But I think that's exactly where you need to lean in and continue to lean in. I think a lot of us want to run the other way, especially those of you that, you know, haven't really thought about the fact that maybe you're not meeting someone because you haven't really shown up first. I think often we think that meeting someone is about, you know, them finding us or the timing being right, which all these factors are definitely a part of it. But I think one of the biggest factors with meeting a love and particularly meeting your epic love is about how vulnerable you have been able to be, how vulnerable you are willing to go, and have you practiced that vulnerability yet? I do think there is a really, really, really big key from the vulnerability into I guess, deeper connections. So if you are a person that's finding, you know, that you only have surface level kind of vulnerable, you have surface level relationships or you aren't really meeting anybody that you go deeper with, then ask yourself, have I gone deeper with myself? Where am I not being honest with myself? Where can I be more vulnerable? Because the answer for me was so much in this question And I think the other question to ask yourself, if you're like me and you've got bravado, you've got a bit of an ego play, you are a little bit of an extrovert or maybe you're an extrovert introvert and you think that you're vulnerable because you share stuff or you're, you know, happy and comfortable to talk about how it is, that's what I thought. But we all need to really be honest with ourselves and figure out what our version of vulnerability is because it doesn't always fall under the same banner. How do we do that? Have a think about what, like have a think about for a second, what is the one part of me that I find hard to look at myself? For me, it was 100% my anger. Every single time I talk about my anger on this podcast, I still hesitate. It's a work in progress for me. But that is my vulnerability. I feel it in my feet. I, my, my feet are going a bit tingly because you get nervous. What is the bit about yourself that you find hard to look at your own self in? And then once you think about that, think about the fact that if you're unable to look at all areas of yourself, how is anyone really truly supposed to see you? And how can you ask somebody to truly show themselves to you if you're not willing to truly show yourselves to them? In a bit of a second part of Portia's question, she talks about how 
she wants to trust the process importance of communicating whether you're on the same page. It's probably a different podcast to be honest because I think those things are a bit of a um, a, a joining kind of factor. There's two parts is what I'm trying to say and I'll answer it really quickly but I will go into it on another podcast at a later date. I think there's two things here. I think that in order for you to know whether you're on the same page, you have a lot of power in knowing whether you are from your gut alone. I think for me, one of the greatest things about waiting, preparing myself, digging and doing the work on myself and then finally meeting Ben was that I didn't have to ask this question. We were on the same page because I not only knew myself, knew my intuition, followed it and was completely in conversation with my own gut but I never ever had to really question that with Ben because I felt in my gut so clearly, so, so clearly that we were on the same page. And when I would want to talk about things like moving in together or those kinds of things, I would and I would feel vulnerable and nervous about them, but they would really be met with ease and openness and excitement and light and giggles and just magic. So when you're talking about whether you're on the same page, it's not all roses, but it should be positive nerves. It shouldn't be negative nerves. If it's negative nerves, then you need to ask yourself what's going on and and, and am I being honest with myself here? And then obviously a conversation to find out whether the other person is being honest with you. But just remember, you will always know. When it's right, it's right. When it's wrong, it's wrong. You know when that is the case. So I can kind of school or, you know, I can kind of do a bit of a, a, a spiel on communication, talking to each other. But I actually think that comes a little bit later on. I think the communication should kind of flow at the beginning in terms of if you're on the same page because you should be clear on what you want and take signs and feelings from the other person just as much as conversation early days because I think we have a right early stages to feel really confident and good about that stuff and I think we should be attracting like-minded people when we're in that space and not feel like guessing or being unsure where they stand or um, being uneasy about commitment and what their commitment is is something to be accepted at an early stage of a relationship. I think it's absolutely unacceptable if that's what you want. And that's not to say that you kind of can't part ways and move on, but you you need to ask yourself why that, that would ever be an acceptable thing because if you're going to dive into a relationship, then let's fucking start this thing with fireworks and fun because trust me, it gets a whole lot harder pretty quick. So that's the second part to your question. I hope that answers a little bit of that. Um. The vulnerability one's a big one and I really hope that you guys have a think about it and do the work with that because for me, I've got a big smile on my face. It is fucking freeing stuff but it is also really hard stuff and as you can hear when I had my breakthrough and my crack through in India, as cliche as it is, it was, it was, an, it was like a physical breakthrough. So I think a lot of us are walking around with a bit of a closed shop. There's a bit of a lock and key on our hearts or our chests. Go see an energy healer. Go speak to a psychologist. Go and find a kinesiologist and say, I want to figure out what 
I need to do to be more vulnerable and break through some of the stuff because it is the most epic work you can do and read Brene's books. It will help. All right, guys, if you've got a Q&A for me, a question. Oh, yeah, you don't have a q and I have the answer. You have the question. If you've got a question, podcast at stacyjune.com. This Sunday is the last day for one-on-one coaching. If you've got any of this work, you could contact me. I would absolutely love to help you break through vulnerability and amongst many, many other parts of your life, blocks uh, or particular goals that you want to achieve, um, self-confidence, self-worth issues, breakups, you name it, uh, ways to get through anxiety, all different parts and, and, and bits and pieces that I can bring and I really want to put the spotlight from me onto you and see what we can do to activate your greatest self. That's exactly what I want to do. So contact us at support at stacyjune.com. You've got a few more days uh, to register your interest. This is the only intake I will do for the year. We are very flexible on payment plans and dates and times. So you can you, you put all of your requests down and see what we can do. Um, but yeah, you've only got till Sunday and that will be it for the rest of the year. Very, very excited to be working with some of you and um, I'm super keen to hear from those of you with some questions. You've got a few days left. All right, guys, please leave a rating and review if you like this show. Please share it with a friend that you feel like could benefit from it. It all helps. As I said on my Instagram this week, I read all your reviews on iTunes and and I thoroughly appreciate them. So thank you so much. And if you haven't already left one, please, please, please go ahead and uh, leave a five-star review and let us know or whatever star you want, but let us know uh, what you think of the show. It helps everybody else hear about it too. All right, guys, I will see you back on Thursday. I have the most incredible genius of a woman. I, I actually walked away from the first appointment I had with her and thought, my God, this is the closest the closest person I've met to actual magic. Like there is like a witch element to this lady. Um, I think that she hands down was one of the absolute game changers in me falling pregnant. And she is an incredible person. Uh, Her name is Megan McMahon and she will join me on Thursday. She is a doctorate in Chinese medicine um, and has a gazillion, bazillion different other skills as well as this innate ability to connect with the divine through you and then backs it up with all of this science, all of this study and all of this body knowledge, which makes her just the greatest person to know. Um, And I adore her and I'm so grateful she's in my life. So she will be on the show on Thursday and you're going to love this chat. We talk about ways to take your life to the next level. She works with a lot of elite athletes, a lot of specialized people in their field and and talks physically as well as energetically at what she sees the differences between a person that kind of stays average-ish and a person that steps up to being a greater version of themselves where they become elite in a way. It's a very incredible chat. I hope you um, I hope you enjoy it. It'll be up on Thursday. All right, see you guys. This has been another Bijou Podcast production.